Good evening, nerds and nerdettes, and welcome to a marvelous episode of the Your Inner Nerd podcast. This, as I said before, marvelous episode is going to be mainly comic book themed, superheroes, DC, Marvel. You know, if they're out there, chances are we'll talk about them. As joining me, as always, is my beautiful co-host, Skylar, a.k.a. Said, and our special guest for the evening, just as equally as beautiful, is... (laughs) Junior, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And thank you for the compliment. It makes me feel good. Right? (laughs) No problem. It's like the best at compliments. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Uh, Every beginning of every episode, I have something just fire off the top of my head. But you are from the Welcome to the Multiverse podcast? Yes, that is correct. Please tell everybody a little bit more about that. Me and my fellow co-host uh, Nick. We there's decades of comic book history out there. So we dip a toe for those who don't either have time or feel like getting into all that. So we just go through the stories, we take the filler out, we give you what's important, and we also I don't know how many times I've read a comic book and they'll reference something and they have a little panel down at the bottom, see Flash number 219. Yep. That's annoying cuz you're like I don't have that comic book in front of me. So we read that whole issue and give you the one sentence out of there that's important. So we just try to provide an all-encompassing story for new people. And people who have read this stuff, too, are more than welcome to listen to our stuff. So my question is, with that number saying, like, see issue number whatever, are they expecting you to have that, like, just on hand? The easiest thing that we've been able to do is we both have Marvel Unlimited's app as well as DC Universe. Me too. Which 10 bucks a month, literally thousands, tens of thousands of mm-hmm. comics. It's absolutely worth it, in my opinion. Even if you just want to do one month trial, it, it really enhances the comic book reading experience in my history because you can double click it and the panel will take up the whole page so you can appreciate the panel easier. I also have ADHD, so if I flip to a page and see someone dead at the bottom, I'm going to see that first, and I'm going to get distracted and be like, how the hell did we get here? Yes, yes, and I know exactly what you're talking about. The panel-by-panel breakdown honestly turns it into a movie. Yes. So it's like a streaming service, but for comic books. Yeah, like not just, like, literally tens of thousands of comic books. Because there's so many of them, Every character you could imagine, they can search it by character, and you got to think... Disney now has – since Disney bought Star Wars, has started their own series of comic books. They're all on there, and they do new comic books like weekly. They'll add new comic books. I have Marvel Unlimited, and I, I love it. Like I'll be sitting there watching TV, and I'll grab the iPad and then just start reading. And then they they have – and it's good because it's continuous issues. So like they'll, they're broken in by like issue one, but then once you finish re- – reading issue one the last page will be click here to read issue two so you can then jump right into it okay and also at the bottom it's got like the rest of the series as well as Mm -hmm. related series both apps are really Mm user-friendly that's cool it is kind of like you would see in netflix it's play the next episode so you just go to the next episode that's a good comparison yeah so my question is obviously it's marvel and dc does it have things because i don't know who owns those these the comic books like archie or the chilling adventures of sabrina because those are those are comic books from years and years ago mm-hmm. yeah. so are those things, like things like that on there i don't know if marvel owns any of that no that's that stuff's harder to acquire luckily as much as i don't like using them 
Amazon's pretty much got whatever you're looking for. I look, I check out my comic book shop, but most of the time they don't have what I'm looking for. If I'm looking for something specific, but yeah. Amazon's usually got me. Yes, I can't say this enough. Everybody, please, when it comes to comic books especially, shop local. Yes, they got... Go ahead. Just because you're not just going to have... I go to my local comic book stores to pick up action figures because I collect action figures. And I can find them there. Chances are they're going to be a little cheaper than they were on Amazon. So that's my biggest thing is especially... And just nothing beats the feeling of being going inside of a comic book and instantly connecting with the person across the cash register because they know exactly what you're buying and why you're buying it. You are so right, man. And they've got people that come in there. They're selling their comic books to these shops. Mm-hmm. I can go straight to the back of the shop and find all volumes, 25, 50% off. You can't beat those deals. And then you never know. You could go dig the quarter bins and then find a steal. I saw just the other day a guy was digging through one of those quarter bins and found a issue of the Incredible Hulk with the first appearance of Wolverine and the Wendigo. Ooh. In a twenty-five cent bin, and then he sent it off to get it graded. Came back with a six point oh grade. That's what probably ten thousand dollars right there, just from twenty-five cent bin. <laughs> it's definitely worth more than a quarter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, I'm not lucky enough to have where I live a local comic book store because there's not enough nerdy people to keep them open. it's really sad but like we've had one and then we've had a couple but they just end up closing because nobody goes into them i do i'm with you i like going into stores where you have that some of that nostalgic like the comic books or even weirdly books or you know movies or games i like going into things like that yeah it's just a fun atmosphere it is so with that being our episode then we're talking marvel Mm -hmm. i have a question for both of you okay if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Junior, you're the guest. You you go first. I I think I've always wanted flight. Even though I'm definitely terrified of heights, I'm a very large <laughs> man. I'm going to hurt the ground when I land. I don't go up. <laughs> uh, but still, just to be able to, to fly out of any situation, not have to deal with traffic, not have to deal with people, just fly over everything, I, would, I think I would really enjoy that. Mine would probably be super speed Mm. just because as far as DC's concerned, the flash has always been my favorite character hands down and just, you know, just being able to run literally if you're talking about the flash, he runs faster than the speed a lot. So I don't know. It would just be the things you could do smartly. Let me throw this out smartly because the flash never does it. (laughs) <laughs> with everybody's best intentions. You can time travel. You can travel anywhere, anyway. Like, you want to go to Hawaii? I'll run across the ocean and be there in 30 seconds. And then avoiding traffic just by running through it or over it. Or Plus, it would just be cool. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I could really be a superhero if I had super speed. What about you, Sid? Well, see, you're mistaken. You think I want to be a superhero. I would not be a superhero. I would be a villain. Oh, no. <laughs> just like my wife. Dude. And it, would be, it would be pyrokinetics. You know, kinesis, pyrokinesis, fire. I would want fire. I don't know why. Like, you can catch shit on fire. Why not? Yeah, but I don't know if you watched X-Men, but if you run across somebody who's got ice powers, man, yeah, they'll but, overpower you. Yeah, but I mean, they're not going to see it coming. Villains never win. 
Oh, that's what you think. That's just what they show in the comic books. <laughs> There's plenty of comic books where the villains win. See, there we go. It's it's a real thing. Villains win. But so let me ask you guys this. Now I'm pretty sure we all have the same answer. But have you guys started playing any games that you're invested in at the moment? I'm on Cyberpunk. I've got about 15 hours in it so far. Oh yeah. man, it's Cyberpunk is just. Did you what did you play it on PC, Xbox, PlayStation? I've got a PS4 Pro. So okay. even before the 1.04 patch, it ran. Mm-hmm. It was playable. Mm-hmm. My issues were minimal. Only had a couple crashes. Yeah. My co-host Nick is not so much. He returned it after four hours. Oh, it's oh. it's just Sed's lucky because he plays it on PC. So of course, and it's like I've been telling everybody like this game is optimized for next gen and PC gamers. Yeah, but they they made a mistake doing that because they're going to be a lot of people that still play the PS4 and not get the PS5 because a lot of people don't go jump. We've discussed this on past episodes. They don't jump immediately into a new console because there's issues. Yeah. I tried to. The scalpers wouldn't let me do it. (laughs) Yes, we all did. I was up. I think they went. I think PlayStations went live on Best Buy at 9 a.m. Eastern time yesterday. And I was up at 8 o'clock with my iPad on the computer and my phone in my hand. (laughs) And I would get to the same spot. It never would say add to cart. It always said (laughs) see for details. So you would click on see for details, and then you would pick a store that you were going to pick it up in. I'd pick a store, and then it would stop on on this like thing that says please wait. And then on the top it would say, due to the high demand, you cannot immediately add this to your cart. There's a step you have to go through first. And it would just stay stuck there. No, and then you think that's you, bad. Yeah. No. Walmart had their, they were doing their wave. They're doing it again. I've seen they're doing their waves of having these on sale and having a, a certain amount available. And it's like different times Eastern. So it was like 10, 12, three, six, nine, or something like that. And so you're like, okay, well, I'm going to get in there and get it. Oh, I can add it to the cart, get it to the cart. You're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. Mm. And then it's like, this is out of stock after five minutes. It's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was pissed at Best Buy for announcing that they were getting them in. Walmart was smart about it. They didn't tell that they were restocking right off the bat. They let them sit there for a minute and then they would announce it. But Best Buy put it out the day before. They were like, hey, we're releasing PlayStation 5s and Xboxes. So everybody was, of course, waiting at Best Buy. And I saw this thing that said scalpers have sold, have made in over 20 million dollars just on playstation 5s and i would say it was like 25 million off of xboxes that is so disheartening yeah and you gotta think they can't they haven't even been out that long it's just i hate scalpers i do too they probably made more than sony and uh, microsoft yeah they i don't know i think it's extremely ignorant to and I know, like, people, right now people may need money, but it's just so rude to just buy it and then resell it for double mm-hmm. or triple, or it's just rude. I think it's rude. It is, and I've, I've always been the advocate for the person It's like, when ne- these next-gen consoles are coming out, I tr- I believe they should only allow one per person. Now, how you would monitor that, I'm not sure, but especially, like, in-store purchases, I would at least number it to one per person. And not even, like, one system 
like you could go out and buy one Xbox and one PlayStation. I would say one in general, like you either get one Xbox or one PlayStation. Make it like only one a transaction so they can't pick up like a hundred. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've seen on Facebook, especially there's now I don't know how real they are, but pictures of people are taking them for like the marketplace where they have four or five PlayStations like stacked up. Like, how the fuck did you get four or five PlayStations when I get the credit card? And yeah, you had three like, screens going, and you couldn't get one. Yeah, I yeah. can't even. I can't even get it to my cart. They probably, I don't know. They probably went into the store when it released. Uh, did some GameStop shit. Who knows? <laughs> but so no, you guys, go ahead. You guys are playing Cyberpunk on the PS4, and mm-hmm. Junior, you don't have an issue playing it, but Darian, you do. And He's Nick got the had pro. Okay, I have a pro myself, so you should be okay. But I just have your base slim ps4 okay and it was it was hot dog shit before this patch <laughs> and then when the patch came out it, don't get me wrong this game's still garbage but it, it's more playable like of course the texture issues are still there like whenever people are doing those memes when they say wow cyberpunk's graphics look great on playstation 4 and it's a playstation 1 game that's realistic <laughs> it really is it is oh just God. like the base polygon model Yes, no. It, that's yeah. no exaggeration. That is I've realistic. I've seen that a couple times too, even on my pro. And my big thing is it now I can do things to optimize it better. Like I can turn off motion blur. I can turn off all those extra graphical settings, and it does make it more playable, especially when I'm driving because I'll be driving and damn cars will fall from the sky, oh and I'll be hauling ass on a motorcycle down the highway. And you'll see all these cars in front of you, but when you get up there, none of them's there. And, of course, I'll get the T-poses every now and then. But I will say the patch, the thing the patch has fixed the most for me is crashing. I think I couldn't play for an hour without it crashing at least five or six times before the patch. And now, with the patch, it'll crash once every three or four hours. But I have, I've beat it. Because the story's not that long, but I beat it, and wow. I've just got one ending. There's multiple endings you can do, but I... Well, I've been playing it on the P- PC, but I've also been playing other things. I only have five or six hours into it, and I stream, and streaming it is hard. It's like, it's dog shit to stream it. <laughs> Bad. It's so choppy. It's like, God... <laughs> And don't think that there's not PC issues. There's nothing like that horrible. But, you know, the hack mode, when you go into hack mode, I get stuck mm-hmm. in that all the time. I have to exit the game completely. Oh. Like, you can't get out of hack mode. And you're, so you're walking all slow. And it's like, what the, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, the Arian, there's good news for you. They are working on a, a new game plus mode. So you can try out one of the other lifestyles. <laughs> See, that was going to be my next question is because, of course, I want to replay it. But I picked the Nomad lifestyle. I don't know about you guys. I was a street kid myself. Uh, I was from the corporate. I look three different perspectives. Mm. So I do know with the corpo, you start with more money. Yes. And I know with the nomad skill or the nomad start, it it only get, I think it, the only thing it gives you is like a small boost in, I want to say, I believe your technical ability because he's got like mechanic skills. So what about the street kid? Is it, offer anything other than dialogue options does it offer anything the dialogue option is the biggest thing but the thing Mm -hmm. is you're oftentimes in the heart of night city you're dealing Mm -hmm. with like people that are just pieces of shit so (laughs) you're able to be this like street smart like tough guy 
Yeah. And you're able to like oftentimes pass a skill check just because of that. Oh, okay. Now uh, I don't I don't know how prevalent that is in the other two runs, but it's I already got I got a trophy playing this morning just because of how many times I selected the street kid dialogue. Oh now gosh. with the street kid, are you do you start off um friends with Jackie? Because I know in the nomad lifestyle he hires you to do a job for him and then so you get hired by the fixer Kirk mm. and he sets you up to steal a car and somehow Jackie shows up and he puts a gun to your head and he's like, I want this car. <laughs> and you're like, what the, no, this is mine. And then the <laughs> cops come in and bust you both. Oh shit. And, but quick, like literally five minutes later, I'm eating chili at his mom's house. And, uh, <laughs> everything's a okay. What about the Corpo lifestyle, Sid? Are you automatically Uh, friends with Jackie? You actually, I think you're old friends with him and you go to him, you hire, you go to him to hire him for a job for the, for the corporate or the Corpo. And then he's like, declines it. He doesn't want to do it. And then you get kicked out of the company Mm. at that point. But it's really weird. I really don't like how they did that storyline. And I, there might be a spoiler here. Not like a big spoiler, just kind of like you you might I might ruin like the first like couple of minutes for you. Mm-hmm. You become this like big like pansy. Like the corporation comes and they're like, "Give us this information, or we're going to kill you." And you're like, "Okay, I'll give it to you. Hold on." It's like, what? <laughs> what? Are you supposed to be like some badass dude? See, Nick, my co-host, he didn't like the corpo setting either because he wanted to he wanted to enjoy at least a little bit of the high life, but you immediately get kicked down to the yeah. bottom. Yeah, and you're kicked out. Oh, that's like, I was reading different things on different lifestyles. So I don't know if it's true. Like, of course, I picked the nomad. So my big thing was like, he's a biker, and so I would. I was. I'm always on motorcycles, really, not really cars. But I read that the corpo lifestyle. Do they get self-driving cars? Like I know, like Delamain and all that stuff's a self-driving car. But I read that you actually get a self-driving car if you're a corpo. Maybe further in, but I haven't experienced okay. that. I stick to bikes too, because the driving just reminds me of GTA Four, mm-hmm. oh. and I just enjoy it better on a bike. Yeah, yeah, same. But I don't know if you guys have seen, but if not, I'll clue you in. Have you guys seen the money glitch or not a glitch, but it's like an exploit? I have. Yes. Have Where you seen like, it, Sid? I have. Oh. Okay. So That's how you get like a bunch of money? We for might. Free. I don't. There's multiple ones. I don't know. We'll see. I'll see. We'll see if we're talking about the same one, Junior. Is that the one with the painting? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. This one's a little easier. Yeah, you can look up videos on it on all this stuff if you want to. But you go pick up this mission from these homeless guys. And they find it's a side mission, so it's not a spoiler or anything. But they have a brief, they found a briefcase. And then you do your little investigative work. You can either threaten them to give it to you or pay them to give it to you. But you do your little investigative work. Come to find out he was a Miltech representative or whatever, and you go search the dumpster where they found the briefcase, and you find his access shard, and you put it in, it unlocks, it tells you a drop point. You pull up to this drop point, and then, of course, there's like these Miltech guys out there. There's about seven of them. Depending on the difficulty, they, I play on normal, but then they were still hard. But you kill them, you go see this capsule on the ground, and it's a painting. So... You take the painting and you take it to a Dropbox. And then you can sell the painting for four grand. But when you back out of the Dropbox and take a few steps back, 
and then go up to it again and open it to buy it back, it only costs five credits. Ooh. So you can do that multiple times, and then Dropboxes only have 20,000 credits in them. And then when they run out, you just take the painting out before you skip time, and then skip time 24 hours, and then you go back, and they got all the, their money back. They got 20,000 credits, and you just like do it over and over again. And that's what I would do at the end now, especially, and I would just try to buy legendary cyberware and stuff like that. See, that's different than the one that I saw. I haven't done this one. I am an honorable street urchin. (laughs) You face this boss and she drops like 30 grand. I know Um, who you're talking about. Um, Sasquatch? I think so. I haven't got that far yet. Yeah. But like you just, as soon as you kill them and collect Mm -hmm. the money, because this is, uh, they have so many auto saves. I think you just exit out of the game and reload it and then kill her again. But like it saved your 30 grand. And so you just continuously kill her for 30 grand each time. I think this one guy claimed to make like 30 million in an hour. Wow. Darian, I think this one's easier than the one you described. The one Uh, you described has requires like no skill. Yeah. Right. But this one, you got to be able to kick somebody's ass. And I've done them fight clubs. They're hard as hell. You get more money though. You get more money. Yeah. But I'll, I'll be honest with you. Unless you have gorilla fists, the fight clubs are hard as hell. And even with Gorilla Fist, they're hard. I just hit Street Cred level 20, and that is the first thing I'm going to do. Yeah. Let's get them Gorilla Arms. Yeah, it's people, you know, a couple of our friend, mine and Sid's friends that are playing it, Johnny more particularly, said use the Mantis Blades. And they're badass and everything, yeah, but as far as what you can use them for, like the Gorilla Arms, you can force open any door. Your body skill doesn't matter anymore. So... I bought them for that reason, and then on top of that, you hit a hell of a lot harder. So I was going to do the fight clubs, but I'm on the last fight club, and this guy is—he's—it's ungodly hard. Like I can't get in below 97% health, and if he hits you one time, it's over. And my health—I've got like 400 something health. So, but if he hits you one time, it's over. See, I. CD Project Red in The Witcher 3, one of my favorite things was to do was their fight clubs. Mm-hmm. And those, it was much easier to fist fight in The Witcher. So I could be severely underleveled and still knock the crap out of these guys. But you're right. These guys ain't playing around. No. Two hits, you're done. Yeah. And c- Cyberpunk, in a way, I always look to The Witcher for like hope because I don't know if you guys are aware, when The Witcher first came out, it was dog shit as far as bugs and glitches and all that stuff but of course they passed did all these patches over time but now it's given it was still a phenomenal game i played it through all the bugs and all that stuff no matter how many times i had to restart how long did it take the witcher to come out though is my question the witcher 3 i don't know how long yeah, i believe what this game it took eight years or some weird shit yeah now i don't i'm not a fan of the fact that they let it come out like this Correct. Yeah. I also don't like that they showed it to us so early. Like they showed us a teaser in 2013. Yeah. Like they probably could have kept it under wraps a little bit longer. Yeah. And did you guys hear where CD Projekt Red wouldn't let streamers use their actual in-game like capture for like gameplay for reviews? What? Yeah. They would have to use CD Projekt Red footage and just give their takes on how it was when they played it oh, that bullshit. they couldn't that do that shady. until the game released like well, after the game released they could talk about how their playthrough was but and that was probably shitty yeah up until that point they had to use cd project reds 
See, I have a big problem with that. And and Rock started this with like Red Dead Redemption 2. Like they took forever to release it and it was hot dog shit. It was cool. There were some good things, but it's don't hype it up. And that's what they did with Cyberpunk. They hyped it up. Don't oh, don't overpromise and underprovide, right? Like they underperformed. Yeah. They underprovided what they said they were going to provide. And it's like, this is supposed to be like the most amazing game ever. And there's a lot of issues. And we get that there's going to be issues. But because you were overpromising that, we're expecting that. And I think that's the biggest problem with some of this stuff. But some of the bugs are like just so funny. I don't know if you guys have got hit with them yet, but I've got hit hit with the one where your character's penis will like no clip through the clothes. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask you that actually. I and, felt like I was playing Conan. <laughs> and no matter what you put on, like his penis will still s- stick out through the clothes. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me when I was streaming. <laughs> and. Go ahead. I had one where I put on pants. I know that I put on pants, uh, but apparently it didn't register that in the game, and I hadn't checked my inventory in a long time. And something knocked me flat on my ass, and I just see this little thing wiggling around my tattooed <laughs> legs. I'm like, "What in the hell?" So I go to my inventory, and sure enough, I'm appear pantsless, but the pants are equipped. That's <sighs> happened to me before. I've spawned in. Or came out of a cutscene and just been like a doll. Like I had no crotch. <laughs> My ass crack was blurry. Yeah, I Like, I just, and all I got you, is like you, shoes on. You want to know what my favorite one is, though? What? Is when your character starts talking and you, you pick like, you're, you're the guy and you pick the really deep voice. But it sounds like a female. Yeah. And, they're, <laughs> and then you go look in the mirror and you're an actual female, but they're calling you he. Yeah, and then the same, like same, vice versa. You you pick a female, but you're you sound like a male, and they're calling you she. And it's like, what? What is? I'm so confused. What? My, my one of the funniest things that's happened to me was I'm not going to say it whenever because I don't want to spoil anything. But if every time I look in a mirror, my character is bald. Like every uh, it's time, you, you have a hat or something no, like, I don't have hats oh. on. That's why I don't wear shit on my head because it always says I'm bald, but I'm not. <laughs> and like I'll. And whenever you meet somebody and you become close friends with them and everything, you there's a scene where you have to look. There are certain scenes where you like wake up from somebody's house or whatever and you look in the mirror. And <laughs> I woke up and my hair makes my whole like motif. Like without my hair, I just look like a Vikings cast off because I got the bearded braid, the bearded like braided beard. And okay. so... When he looks in the mirror, and whenever he lifts his head up and you look in the mirror, he he is this fucking like turtle wax bald, and he's <laughs> there. He's, just, he's like, "Damn, I look good," and I'm just like, "No, dude, no, you fucking don't." <laughs> like the saving grace for that game, though, for me is Keanu Reeves. Absolutely, like, Johnny Silverhand is a fucking phenomenal character. So well written, oh, so well performed. God. There are times where it's like, Johnny, you're an asshole. And then there yeah. are other times where it's like, okay, that's, that was a soft moment, Johnny. That was almost a compliment. Yeah, and, and Keanu Reeves, too, I mean, he just voice acted this like a champ. Like, you really, really feel for Johnny Silverhand. And you really see his motives. And when you find about his past and his backstory. And honestly, I could probably say I've never, I haven't even touched the surface because with all the multiple dialogue options, I'm sure you can go deeper and deeper and deeper into his backstory. But I don't know if you guys said you probably haven't, but Junior, I don't know if you got to the part where you play as him for the first time, like in a flashback. 
yes, with his overpowered as shit. Yes, dude. That thing was yes. so awesome. And that gun was so sick. And then how he would like reload it and flip it around. Oh, did you try to use uh, his melee? Yes, and it's like a flamethrower. Yeah. Oh my god, he was. And just I want. I honestly wanted to play the whole game as Johnny Silverhand. Like <laughs> god mode enabled. If they released a DLC to where you could explore Night City freely back like 50 years ago as Johnny Silverhand, that would be fantastic. That would be phenomenal. I would easily play $25, $30 for that DLC just to play as Johnny Silverhand. But because even like you can get his clothes and shit and all that, but you don't look like Johnny Silverhand. You're not him though. Yeah. But it's just. One of the things I do wish was, as far as like character customization things, like I wish you could give yourself like cybernetic arms or stuff like that. Other than when you create the character and you can just edit like the the stuff the on t- your face. Yeah, yeah. Like I see people walking around with like cybernetic arms and legs and you know rib cages and all that stuff. I'm like, that'd be pretty cool if you could just put that in there. But that would be cool. You can you can edit the the stuff. You're talking about doing it like all over your body though. Yeah, like you can when you get gorilla arms, it physically changes the looks on your arms because when you pry open doors, it would it's just badass with the gorilla arms, especially because you actually see like your skin open up and like the mechanics like. Now all I can all I can imagine is the Umbrella Academy. Uh, What's his name? Number one. Number one. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but no, nah, it's the game's good. The story's good. Johnny Silverhand's the thing that is the best thing about the game. But other than that, I'm, I'll say I'm having a good time with it. Like now that I beat beat at least one ending and got one ending, I feel like I'm all right not to touch it until I get a PlayStation but Five or something. We're getting into the holidays mm-hmm. where World of Warcraft has a bunch of stuff for the holidays, and then you have Overwatch where they do skins and stuff. So like now, I'm my focus is like over there. Gotta go get skins. I gotta go get skins. I need them. And oh, I don't man, need I'm, them. I'm shit at Overwatch. I know, but it's okay. <laughs> See, I'm used to game breaking bugs because I'm I've played most of Bethesda's games at launch. <laughs> so I'm very familiar with a completely different experience than Todd Howard expected for me. Are you one of the poor souls who got Fallout 76? I my wife bought it for me and it was very sweet of her. I wanted I nothing to do with the game. I hope she never listens to this episode because I've never said that out loud before. I have I played it a little bit. I got to like level like 17 and I was like this. I hate this. I hate this so much with every fabric of my being. And then a guy I work with has been playing it consistently. And Mm -hmm. he said it's a completely different game now. I've heard that. I've I've, I've genuinely heard that. I've got a buddy who plays it consistently. Didn't they do a bunch of updating on it? It's brand new. It's like a brand new game. Yeah, they did a bunch of updating, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's NPCs. Which that, that threw me off the most. Like this world is so empty. Huge. Yeah, it, it's so huge and so empty. It made me depressed. Like I, yeah. Like I'm I'm a depressed human. Like normally, and this made me ultra depressed. <laughs> Coming from especially like Fallout, New Vegas, and then Fallout Four. Oh yeah. Given, now I'm not. In my opinion, Fallout's not a game that needs to be made into an MMORPG. You no, know, it's good I mean, the way it is. It's the journey of one man's battles through this, through whatever wasteland that you're in. Yeah. It's always been a one guy journey. 
Yeah, now Fallout 76, if they would have just did made it Fallout 5 and you single-handedly or whatever, you just uh, as a campaign went through West Virginia, I would have been all down for it. I think that would have been cool. They insisted on making it an MMORPG. But... Yeah, I, it's not for me. Yeah. So I, I have a question real quick for you, Darian, with this Fallout. Can you, mm-hmm. can, can you play it alone? Or does it freak you out? Certain parts freak me out. Like all Fallout's, not just Fallout seventy six. Fallout right. seventy six, I got real scared because I ran across Mothman by myself. <laughs> <laughs> the monsters in seventy six are much like grosser, more like brutal looking. Yeah, I agree. But like in Fallout uh, four, I would always get scared when I would be like searching somewhere. Then those ghouls would just start shrieking and I'd start running at you from different angles. That would always give me anxiety. And then all of a sudden, you've got a horde to deal with. Yep, and then super mutants show up somewhere. And then you always have that one fucking mirror lurk that somehow made it into a city. <laughs> and you don't know how, but... The thing that gave me the most anxiety was just hearing the, the, the beeps of a suicider. Super mutant oh, suicider. yeah. Like, I'm going to die in, like, approximately 10 <laughs> seconds if I can't find this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same, same thing with Cyberpunk, too, though, when they have your, you have those enemy net runners. I get so much anxiety whenever somebody's trying to hack me when I'm having a gunfight and I just see, like, the bar show up at the bottom and or it's like, like downloading compromised. or overheating. Yeah. And it shows I'm uploading like a virus. I'm like, oh, my fuck. And well, unless you buy a certain that. mod, it doesn't tell you where they're at. I just ignore that and I just start shooting everything out. <laughs> yeah. I try to be stealthy, but then they start hacking me and I'm like, guess we're shooting. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm no me. I'm not being stealthy. Fuck stealthy. I'm going in and I'm shooting. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if I die. I'm shooting. I don't know why. I just want to. I'm going in. I'm going to do headshots on this bitch. It's actually pretty easy, like on the PC, where it comes to the gunfights. Yeah, aiming's hard on console. I, I was gonna say. I it, think I'm, I'm actually aiming's really hard. It took some getting used to. The yeah. the muzzle flash is hellacious too. Like it's yeah. hard to see your people that you're mm-hmm. aiming at. And I'm I'm just curious. Does your guys, whenever you're looking down like the sights of a gun, does your sight like start like going in different directions? Like when you're looking, say it like you're looking at a crosshair. Will your crosshair start like drifting down to the left or to the right? I don't no. know if it's if that's the weapon sway and it's supposed to do that, or if my PlayStation is just super shitty. <laughs> it may just be that that's a bug. Because <laughs> you know how whenever you're playing, you have that dot that stays on the center of your screen, like to show where you're looking or what you're aiming at. Yeah. If you have your gun out by your waist, like when I aim down sights, that's still there. And my crosshairs are over the center of it, like where they're supposed to be. But then the actual like sight will start like drifting down to the left or go back yeah. up and then down to the right. And I'm like, I don't oh. think I've had this problem yet. How old's your controller? I'd say it's probably the OG controller. Oh, you might have some drift, my guy. Uh, you need to get I, do, I know I do have some of that. I've noticed because in the menus, I'll see my thing start scrolling and I'm like, I ain't fucking touching the controller. Oh, yeah, that, I hate that. Controller. Yeah, but I'm not going to spend... One is sixty bucks on a new controller. I'm trying to save money for a PlayStation Five, yeah, and I can't get yeah. buy all these. I, I do that with the idea. I'm glad. I'm kind of glad, like that, because I have an X, the Xbox One. I'm glad the controllers are fairly cheap on those because I wear those things out like no other when I play <laughs> Overwatch. Yeah, um, but Playstations are a little bit more expensive. Yeah. So, when are you guys? Let me ask you this: since we're talking about Bethesda, 
their new project is, I believe, what Skyrim new or New oh, Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. When are you guys predicting we'll get? Because it hasn't even technically, they haven't even said, yeah, we're working on Elder Scrolls. Maybe There's... they were smart this time and they didn't say it because they don't want to overpromise. Maybe. So w- when do you guys think we'll see anything Elder Scrolls related? I'm saying probably late 21 or 22. You think? I think. I think it's still going to be a while. You have really high hopes for them, though. Like I, You're like, you're putting a lot of faith in them. I, it's hard for me to do that with them. My thing is... <laughs> horrible to say. I know it's been a while for, since Skyrim, though, but I don't know. And I, mean, I don't know if you guys heard, but Elder Scrolls Blades is garbage. Which is like their... It's for mobile, but it's also for Switch. Okay. It's garbage. It is, it is absolute garbage. Uh, they, They've got a lot of focus on their online too, right? Their Elder yeah. Scrolls Online. Yeah, they're still pumping stuff into Elder Scrolls Online. Oh yeah, I think that one is that. You want to talk about dog shit for the the console? That one was dog shit. They want that to be their World of Warcraft. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I couldn't even like I could not even get into a server. It would like I bought it. I would try to connect. It would boot me. I tried to connect. It would boot me. Like it was that bad. Companies are doomed from the start if they, if the way that they announce, if they are pitching the game, if they want to say, we want this to be our World of Warcraft, you're doomed from the start. You will never be World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft exactly. is 16 years old. Yeah, you, know, you want to just, be your own thing. Yeah. Right. And, and, and World of Warcraft has perfected. They have. If you look, like this year, their new expansion came out. They sold 3.7 million copies on the day of the release. That's not even pre-orders. That's just the day of the release. Till Cyberpunk came out. Oh, they're still no. They just launched their they just launched their raid. So the, if you looked today, like if you looked at streams, no, I'm talking uh, about like when Cyberpunk. That was one of the things with Cyberpunk. Right. Uh, outsold world the World of Warcraft Shadowlands whenever it came yeah, out. That's, but now yeah. everybody's what the fuck. Yeah, and you still have a lot of you know a lot of people that are playing World of Warcraft. Like me, mm-hmm. I play it, I but there's it. tons of people that play it. I've been playing it for 16 years. You can't match yourself up to something like that because yeah. it's a 16-year-old game. Yeah. And and it's hard to be think... like, I'm going to be bad. Yeah, and Bethesda, they're not going to just nonchalantly announce, hey, Elder Scrolls, new Elder Scrolls is coming. They're going to wait till E3 can come back or whatever, a con, or they're going to wait until they can be the center of attention. But I think that they could have been, had they done Skyrim as an MMO, mm-hmm. they could have been World of Warcraft. But you do have the Skyrim where you can do mods and stuff like that, like we're at a modded Skyrim, I think. Yeah. But had they actually done it as an MMO or even like role playing, right? Like a role play, like they could have just destroyed a lot of other games because Skyrim was a really great game. Yeah, Skyrim was really good. I just always laugh whenever I wake up in the back of that cart and I'm like, "Oh, you're awake, son of a bitch!" <laughs> and right. the people are like staring at you when you're trying to steal, and they come running over. To oh you yeah, like, you, just a, <laughs> you just stick a basket on their head. That's that's I forgot that's what you could do. Stick a bucket on their head. Yeah, I, I never knew this. Holy shit, Perry, that's you, filthy casual. <laughs> When it comes to those games, but, but it, I played it like I I have it on. I re- replayed it on VR because I got a, the PS4 VR or the PSVR. 
And that was mm-hmm. just amazing. Like I would just sit there and stare at the moons because they I were got like, throw up. It was actually it's not the scary things though, like the spiders and shit when they come out of nowhere. It's creepy. I would just stare at the moons because even with the graphics not being the best, it was still really cool. Right. That works. Alright. So we will lay off topic. This must be a Marvel episode. We've talked about cyberpunk and video games. So, Sid, would you like to play a game called I'm, Myth or Marvel? I'm going to fail this game. I already know. It was a good title. I liked that. Yeah, it is you. a good title. I will right, play so it. Junior what I'm gonna gets to play because I feel like he would probably know the answers more than I would. I have actually prepared a character for you. Okay, so I've got about five, six characters. Okay, I'm not going to tell you which ones are real, which ones are fake. Some things I've even went as far as adding first appearance issues. Now, whether they're real or fake, you got to understand. You have to decide that out. Not all of them have it, but some do. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off a character. It's backstory, superpowers. They'll run into other superheroes. It's not going to be like this huge spiel, but just a brief summary. And then you tell me on if you think it's myth or, or fake, or if you believe it's Marvel. Okay? All right. Let me start, okay? I'm go- I'll am i say the name after I read the story. Okay. While dressed as a clown, Steve Harmon entered an interdimensional portal inside of a funhouse, which sent him to Dimension X. His molecules were stretched over thousands of dimensions, and the event transformed his body into a mass of unstable molecules called electroplasm, which essentially turned him into a living cartoon character. He is invincible as a cartoon character and could manipulate his body in ways that defied the laws of physics. Most often compared to Deadpool, he... He frequently broke the fourth wall. A lot of people like him, but the best way to explain him is like a real-life Looney Tunes character. But he can't... He's like Deadpool. He can't be killed. And his name is Slapstick. Now, Sid, let me ask you. Real or myth or Marvel? I'm going to go with real, and I'll tell you why. Because before we started this episode, we were talking about... And I know it's DC, but... A comic book about a guy that can take his his arms off. So I like, come on, slapstick sounds like a real thing that like a side character or even like a sidekick, but is real. Am You're I right? Correct. Oh my god, slapstick is a real character. Now, whenever what? I say he's an actual Looney Tune, when he's like a uh, living, he's like the Looney Tunes in Marvel. He can pull giant mallets out of his pocket. He can drop like anvils on people, and if he gets smashed, he basically turns into like you know how in the old cartoons they turn into a coil or whatever, and just oh bang right back up. <laughs> he can do all that stuff. I'll be honest, Darian. I th- I was very confused at first because I thought you were talking about Elongated Man from DC. Yeah, yeah, Elongated Man's like that too. But no, no, it's basically like for example, like slapstick could if somebody was running at him, he could paint a wall real fast to make it look like he somebody was going to run through the other side and then like, he would like move like, yeah or like, exactly oh <laughs> yeah like he had pulled dynamite out of his pocket or he could like swallow dynamite and it would just explode his stomach and then he would like burp a cloud you know i mean what year did this start this he's comedy? new he's newer oh, good lord yeah he's not no that's horrible yeah i'll see yeah let me see when he first showed up. That, I'm not, not going to say new. His first appearance was in the awesome slapstick number one in 1992. 
That's newer. I yeah. expected this to be like older. I don't know. Like, when I say like, now 80s. I will also said send you a picture of him. I send it on Discord, and uh, Junior, would you like to see? If you want to see, I'll send you a picture on Twitter. Sure. All right. And this is slapstick. I am completely unfamiliar with slapstick. He he looks kind of cool, actually, in my opinion. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that that's a thing. All right. Yeah, what the hell? Good is God! That? Yeah. If like you a, showed like me, a... if you showed me that picture, I would still say it's fake. <laughs> that I just whipped that up in a matter of seconds. Yeah, yeah like you paid a Tumblr artist to make this. <laughs> like this guy looks like uh, like a a modern version of Krusty the Clown with pink hair that came from a, a sane asylum. <laughs> yeah, and everybody that. When this episode airs, I'll, of course, put all these pictures in the Discord so everybody can come see what we're talking about. He's got that bright pink hair, that two coming off the sides, one coming off the top. No nose. Doesn't have a nose. Four fingers, three fingers, and a thumb. Carrying around a giant mallet, but yeah, that is slapstick. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I don't like it. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it at all. Why, like, why don't you like it? It's just, it's unsettling. Well, there's something about this picture, too, that you found, where mm-hmm. he is so unrealistic, but the people behind him are really realistic. And she looks scared shitless. Like she He's fucking going terrified. To... Yeah, he yeah, like... fucked him up. You know he smashed that dude's skull into that wall with that hammer. <laughs> oh, he looks like he's going to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> what is she looking at? That's my question. The, the dead body next to her, I think. Yeah, I don't know if that's a dead body or if he's like, all his fingers are broke. Yeah, do you see his fingers? They're all messed up. Yeah. And this son like, of a bitch up. enjoys what he's doing. <laughs> like, he's a little nutso. Oh, that should have been his name. Not Slapstick. Nutso. I think that would have been a good one. Okay. Now, this one is a villain. And <laughs> his. I don't get it. The, and do you just guess if it's. Basically, if it's myth or Marvel, okay? Let's see. Jerome Beecham had the appearance and strength of a baboon, which caused him nothing but pain and ridicule as a child. His father abandoned him when he was only 10, which gave him hatred of American ideals and a burning desire to seek vengeance from his parents. Later, Beecham's mutant powers emerged, which gave him the ability to control women by releasing pheromones. He used his gifts to raise multiple all-female armies on the purpose of overthrowing nations and punishing his parents for the pain they had caused him, going by the name Mandrill. I'm going to say this one is myth. It's too well written. Mandrill is real. Damn I will feel is a it's it's a monkey. Good lord. Where did you find can, can I ask you for one second? Where did you find these like back of the alley like comic book heroes? Hey man. This is like the the comic book heroes you call when the other ones are out. Like or they when the other ones are out on vacation, you call these ones. Like, when there's no other option. Right? I don't even think you would call them if there was no other options. I'm going to die, so it's okay. If there's, only, if there's one that I believe could actually save the world, I would probably say Slapstick probably has the okay. best opportunity of saving the world. He would kill you while he did it. <laughs> he looks like he... he would. All right. Said I will, first, I was, this kind of shows you how 
Now, Mandrill uses pheromones to control women. And in this picture I'm going to send you guys, he's actually talking to Spider Woman, and look how creepy. Just he's he instantly Wait, gets off guy from? that creep vibe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just instantly gives off that I'm a creepy monkey vibe. It's beyond that. I don't. That's oh wow. I'm yeah. like, it's like he beat the hell out of her, and then he's like saying it's okay. Let's go to the bedroom. Like, I, yes, like, really creepy. Yes, that that is Mandrill. Okay, what year did he come out? Because this guy is <laughs> a pretty sexist. He came. His first appearance was in Shauna the She Devil number four in June nineteen seventy three. Oh, yep, okay, that sounds know. right. Yep. <laughs> you were reading that off. I was like, oh, that's problematic. <laughs> I know. I'm like, really? He's controlling women? <laughs> Let me. These photos are. You find the weirdest things. Right. Did you show Junior in the photo? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Of Mandrill. So, my next one Dr. Ken Booth is an oceanography professor who was running out of funding. And in order to bankroll an experiment, he agreed to help the government with a, I don't, I don't know what they're called. I'm just going to call them like what, what I thought they were. It's like a deep ocean, like the deep ocean pipelines. So he went down with a repair team to see how he was affecting the sea life because he's an oceanographer. And he found a gem glowing in the bottom of the ocean. It was uncovered by some sand and whatnot. And when he touched it, it released a shock wave, and he fell unconscious. He woke up underwater still, keep this in mind, and realized that he could not only breathe underwater, but he could swim at supersonic speeds. And he goes by the superhero name of Wave Runner. Is that myth or Marvel? <sighs> that one's hard. I'm going to say it's fake myth. You are correct. I, mean, that I never thought so. Just just because I was a little confused. There was, was no the... alliteration in the name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he wasn't being a creepy monkey. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't a, a creepy clown dude or or a creepy monkey. So. so, the next one. So I have two. I got two right. I've gotten two right. Yep, you got two right, one wrong. Okay. Now I'm gonna read. This is what I came up with for this character. Now that's not saying if it's fact or fiction. Just listen, all right? Here you go. According to Captain America, the U.S. created this character in a secret Cold War weapons project. He can't speak English, but he can speak a certain alien language. He had a role in the fall of communism. He, at some point or another, met Wolverine. He has a mother. They don't have the best relationship. Any superhero have a good relationship with their mother, though? I mean, come on. In all honesty, I'm not saying this to be fucked up, but I don't know any superheroes whose parents are still alive. No. There are Superman. a couple, but it is very rare. Superman, even though they weren't his real parents. Only one of them. I don't know if in the comic books, I don't know if Jonathan Kent's dead. Uh, he goes back and forth. Yeah. Depending on who's writing the story. Yeah. Yeah, but at some point or another, everybody loses a parent, or both. So... He was part of multiple teams, X-Statics, X-Force, you catch the gist, X-Men, but his name is Dupe. D-O-O-P, Dupe. What is his superpower? 
Well, you ready for this? Because this will blow your fucking mind, because he could probably take down Superman. He's got genius intellect and psionic powers, uh, possible omniscience, levitation and can fly, cohesion, superhuman strength and durability, accelerated regenerative factor, resurrection. He can open up dimensional gateways by opening his mouth, reflexes and speed. He can alter his size. Uh, he's got energy projection. So this has got to be fake. This is a myth because there's they're not going to are they really going to give a superhero that many damn powers? He can break the fourth wall. He has a, an ability called Love Eyes, which he can use to apparently fall in love. He's got psionic fire, psionic blast, psionic shields, temporal immunity, psionic immunity, dupish no. magic. No. I'm going to answer this one. I want Junior to answer this one. And, <laughs> and my favorite I'm... one. My favorite ability that he has is he will pull out a bass guitar and unleash the power of funk. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm actually, if this guy exists, I want to kick his ass. <laughs> I'm with Skylar. There's no way that a writer would create this douchebag god whose name rhymes with poop. There's no way. I'm calling fake as well. This is myth. The suspense, come on. <laughs> All right. I want you guys to do a favor and check where you get pictures. I swear to God. No. Look at this jelly bean pickle, motherfucker. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it with every fiber of my being. That is right. So you're saying it's real? Yeah, he's no. real. No. Yes, he's real. I, that's disgusting. Actually, the more I look at him, he's looking kind of cute, though. Yeah, he's he he runs around more with like the X Men and more specifically like Kitty Pride and the X Force and which is like the weird the weirder X Men teams the X teams. But I'm gonna send you another picture and this. My, my mind is like fucking blown right now because this thing has all this crazy power and it is the weirdest fucking thing ever. It looks like one of Shrek's testicles. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Now, the next picture I'm to you <laughs> Not is, the funk. This is Dupe oh. unleashing the power of funk. Did Jack Black write this character? I, I don't know. Ooh. If you if you read what the character says, he, the guy, he's like, wait, what are you? No, not the, not the <laughs> funk. I can't. <laughs> Jack no. Black wrote this. <laughs> it, that would make lo complete logical sense. Like I would not no. be surprised whatsoever. I'm, I'm going to say somebody on Molly or Acid or Shrooms or something wrote this character because the amount of shit that is gone into this character is ridiculous. I'm at a loss. I'm at a loss. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> I'm tell. I told you I would get characters you'd never heard of. Uh, I've I didn't know this. I didn't know Dupe's name, but I'd seen Dupe before. I think I had an action figure at one time that <laughs> came, that came with a Dupe. It just looked like a green booger. It came with a Shrek testicle. Oh my god! But I do remember him. I believe he was on an episode of the '90s X-Men series. Can we discuss what is going on with the top of his head? He's got warts going on there. What I, is? I don't know. He's an alien. That is um, the creepiest. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't right. like, I don't like the side eye he's giving in the second picture. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable. Now that I've seen it's a like, picture, it's like, okay, yeah. You're going to take the funk. Yeah. I mean, here comes the funk. It's the creepy monkey. It's the creepy clown dude. You got the creepiness right in it. All right. So my next 
character's name is Jamie Madrox. Jamie he, Madrox. Huh? Yep, M-A-D-R-O-X, Madrox. Um, usually a supporting character in various X-Men comics. He first appeared in Giant Size Fantastic Four in 1975. Like I said, he usually, he's usually a minor character, but in he underwent some character development. And his power is he can absorb kinetic energy and use it to create multiple identical duplicates of himself. So let's just say if you punch him, whenever you punch him, a duplicate's going to pop out. Oh, if that's you step amazing. on his foot, whenever you step on his foot, a duplicate's going to pop out. The but way his mutant powers hurt. manifested is when he was born, the doctor slapped his ass and another baby fell out of him. <laughs> oh. Um, so, and depending on how much force he absorbs is the amount of duplicates that perform. Say if the Hulk punched him, like 10 duplicates would pop out because the Hulk punches harder than that. And he is, and his constructs, like his whatever his whatever his i don't know what you would call him his twins or his whatever have minds of their own so they can go out and do their own thing and but if they come in contact with him then they automatically get reabsorbed do they create duplicates when they get hurt yeah so this guy is just like a duplicating duplicate duplicate like he yeah. duplicates and then they duplicate it's like fucking me what is they call them the minkskis or whatever they're from the yeah <laughs> Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. Can anyone touch him or like without him replicating? Yeah, if you just touch him, he won't replicate. But I'm talking about if he falls or if he gets punched or slapped or whatever, he's going to replicate. So he can do the nasty like with just himself. Like he doesn't nothing, no complications in the bedroom. Yeah. And he, him, he's called Madrox Prime. That's not his name, but that's because he's the main one so if they touch him they absorb so they couldn't do the nasty with themselves because they'd absorb back into him okay so well, that's lame like you can't even you get this duplication power but you can't even do yourself yeah <laughs> but they have where they have separate personalities there's been multiple occasions where some of them have become bad guys see that's uh, problematic yeah. yeah they ruin it so, for you if you're like the original and you're a good guy they ruin it for you they, they, so, like, they look exactly like you yeah they may act a little different, but they look, for the most part, they look like you. No, that's fucked up. So, what do you guys think? Myth or I, Marvel? It's Marvel. I, I, I have to agree. I think it's Marvel as well. It is Multiple Man. Multiple so, Man. <laughs> yeah, he was in, did you watch X-Men, what, I, I want to say X-Men 3. There was a word. Oh word. yes, yeah. He's the guy that when the SWAT team was going up, there was a lot of him, and then they just started disappearing. Okay. Yeah, or when Magneto let him out of the truck, he had that weird shirt with all those different like, yellow orbs on it. And I'm gonna tell you a fucked up story involving multiple men. Okay. Oh god. And I'll see if you guys. I feel like partway through the story, you guys are gonna catch on, and then I'm just gonna hear you guys go, "Oh fuck." Okay. <laughs> we had understood that he can split apart and his constructs or his replicas they can go out and have sex with other women and all that stuff so on one night like immediately what i think they love no this was from a recent story i want to say maybe like a couple years ago okay go on but one night jamie madrock spent the night with siren and m at the same time in two different locations but he unknowingly created a dupe 
So sometimes he they'll sometimes something will happen and one will pop out and he won't see it and it'll run off and then it'll start fucking stuff up and then that's how you'll know there's a bad dupe out there. And he has this weird like sometimes he has this like weird like mental connection with them. But anyways, he found the other dupe and reabsorbed it. And he left with like a hazy understanding of what happened. And both the girls, of course, were pissed because he slept with both of them on the same night. So shortly after, Siren, which is one of the girls he slept with, discovered she was pregnant. While, of course, everything was good. While in active labor, Siren, you know, proposed to Madrox and he accepted. So they were going to get married. And she gave birth to a healthy baby boy. And she was able to share the experience with all her X-Factor teammates. Their baby's name was Sean, after she named after her late father. And this was the first time that she really admitted that her father was dead and that she had a trauma from it that she was still healing from. Let's just say the baby was a dupe. So can you guess what happens when she hands him to Madrox to hold? Oh, damn. He yeah, absorbs, he absorbs him. But she went through labor and uh, yeah, exactly. Oh but the dupe had slept with her, and he had slept uh, with the other girl. She's got to yeah. be so mad that she went through that for nothing, right? Yeah, and then she can't kill him because it'll just create more of them. Yeah. So I will send you. I actually, think you know, I think you could probably kill him, drowning him. Not force, maybe drowning him. Yeah. Just have him sit alone in a parked car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the exhaust pipe. Yeah. 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 Until yeah. he like passes out and hits his head on the steering wheel, then a dupe pops up and he's like, hey, man, wake up. <laughs> but as soon as he goes to wake him up, he gets absorbed <laughs> again. So it wouldn't matter. All right. That is the picture of multiple men. Yeah, and here right. is the line, for, or here is the. Yeah, that's a fucked up scene. He looks like Robbie ML. He does. Oh, yeah, he does. Robbie Amell would actually be a pretty cool multiple man. He I'll does look that. like Robbie Amell. All right. Let me see how many more characters I got for you. All right, I got... Let's see, we're going to do... Yeah, I got two more. All right. And how many do you have, Junior? You have a couple? I just have one. All right, so these two will go fast. All right. The next one I got... I'll tell you, his name's Maggot. <laughs> I um, love him. He was a member of the late... 90s X-Men team that was thrown together in the wake of one of these big devastating things that happened. Maggot is a mutant with a unique superpower. He seems like, when you first see him, he's like this really large, super strong young guy. But he's always accompanied by two slugs. And their names are Eni and Meanie. And then it is, eventually it's revealed that Eni and Meanie are Maggot's superpowers. His digestive system mutated into two creatures... That's, and sprung forth from his body as a child. They feast on matter and return to him, burrowing inside him in order to provide him with the energy he needs to survive. And when they do, his skin often changes into a blue tone, indicating that his energy levels are restored and he is at full strength once more. So he's color-coded. Now, Great. Yeah, but as these things feed him, he does get super strength. The more they like eat and come back to him and feed him, and the higher his energy levels are. He does get uh, super strong, so myth or marvel? I feel like this is real. See, I want to go myth. It is marvel. 
Yeah, this just seems like you. this just seems like a gross thing that Marvel would do. Yeah, Marvel's got some real fucked up things. What in the hell is wrong with those little worm thingies? That's eating. They have three eyeballs. Yeah. Is he smoking? Like, what is going on with his mouth? I don't ask questions. I just read the material. Oh. I just read the teleprompter. This is yeah. That's. Yeah. I'm digging the Harry Potter glasses and the Hufflepuff right. robes. <laughs> this is straight out of Harry Potter. It totally is. Okay, last character, and then Junior can do his. You ready, Sid? Let's do it. All How right. Many am I? What am I at? You. I think you've gotten three right, two wrong. Oh. Yeah. All right. The burning galaxy was destroyed by the machinations of Surtur. The surviving Corbinites, which is an alien race, decided to choose a new champion. So they create. They took a Corbinite, and he was going to be made into their hero. So they put all these cybernetics in there and whatnot. <clears throat> On the way to through the Milky Way galaxy, they got stopped by S.H.I.E.L.D., and Nick Fury sent Thor to investigate. And the Corbinites were on this ship called the Scuttlebutt. So, Thor was perceived hostile, so the the Corbinites champion stood against him and fought him. And the, at this time, Thor was going through a phase when he was Donald Blake. So, if you don't know, said about Thor being Donald Blake, it was basically his alter ego when he was on Earth, and he had a walking stick. And whenever he tapped that walking stick against the ground, the walking stick would turn into Mjolnir, and Donald Blake would turn into Thor. And the Corbinites champion defeated Thor and hit him so hard that he turned back into Donald Blake. And he, the, their champion picked up Donald Blake's walking stick, which was Mjolnir, and granted him the power of Thor. And... Both of them were transported to Asgard, where Odin agreed to make this character uh, his own version of Mjolnir and call it Stormbreaker. And this character's name is Beta Ray Bill. I gotta say no. Myth. Junior? I'm sorry, (laughs) Skylar. I'm I'm familiar with Beta Ray Bill. Damn it. Beta Ray Bill is a real character. He's actually on in Ragnarok very briefly in on like the Grandmaster's Tower among his Tower of Champions. Yeah, that's right. He is. Yep. He's too complicated. (laughs) And but in all honesty, like Beta Ray Bill is one of my favorite Marvel characters. He's a great character. He's badass. And I'll I'll send you a picture of what he looks like. The top picture said is what he looks like. And then the second picture is what Corbinites actually look like. So whenever he turns into this superhero, they're immediately scared of him because he looks like a fucking Maybe. horse skeleton. But yeah, like he looks like he's going to eat them with his yeah. teeth. Yeah, he but, looks badass. Yeah, he's he's badass. And I kind of am hoping that, you know, with Thor Love and Thunder coming out, maybe just maybe i have a question about the things on his chest are those yeah. like radiation because I, I feel like those would be radiation and it would just kill no him. that's whenever he gets his hammer that's like thor's armor okay. so thor has that armor this is all asgardian like metals and whatnot i but, will i will say if we don't get beta ray bill i i at least want to see frog thor oh yeah throg 
Throg. Could use That's Throg. right. I forgot his name. Throg either. Do you know the Throg story, Said About a frog that uh, Thor gets in this big fight, and it, it gets in a fight with somebody, and a piece of Mjolnir breaks off like a splinter from the handle, and the Throg picks it up and gets the powers of Thor. <laughs> oh, my God. Throg. That's true. That's a real character. It's, oh that's probably one of my favorite superhero origin stories of all time. <laughs> a frog is literally in the right place at the right time. Yep. He didn't think it was going like, to never thought it would happen to him. Zero to hero. <laughs> Instantly. Zero to hero. From, gone from catching flies to kicking ass. Yep. Wow. Right, Junior. Let's hear it. What's your character? All of your characters sounded like such fantastic D&D character proposals. And I've just got <laughs> this big fucking dum-dum named The Wrecker. The Wrecker uh, was a construction wrecker. worker who was accidentally granted powers with the help of Loki, and he wields a magic crowbar. What? <laughs> a magic crowbar? A magic crowbar that can often be used in the same capacity as Mjolnir with its like lightning stuff. You have a damn walking stick that grants a damn frog's Thor's powers. I'm gonna say this is real because it's a fucking crowbar. God, Dirk Garthwaite. Yeah, no. and that's not even the worst of them because he's in a group called the Wrecking Crew, <laughs> and they all have weird. And they were all construction workers. One of them has a wrecking ball. One of them he has the crowbar. Shit, what else did the other ones have? But basically, they were just they would literally get hired to break things. Really, a demo crew. Yep. And this dude debuted. Actually, I can pull it up real quick. He's been around a long time. He first debuted in 1968. Wow. And he is still doing dumb shit to this day. (laughs) Still doing dumb shit to this day. Oh my god. Okay, they are wrecker, pile driver, bulldozer, and thunderball. And that's the Wrecking Crew. I sent you a picture of the Wrecker in Twitter. Yep, that's exactly. I remember they were in, they were in, I want to say they were in some video game. Shit, what was it? One of the, I think one of the Ultimate Alliances, maybe. Oh, God. I know the way he got his powers is he just waltzed on into a hotel room that was being rented out by Loki. But Loki was really weak. So this random ass construction worker just beat the shit out of Loki. And then (laughs) he looked around and saw Loki's helmet and and he was like, yeah, that looks nice. So he put it on. And then one of Loki's old friends, I don't remember her name, but she just granted him powers. And now he's got a magic fucking crowbar. This goes to tell you, this is the perfect example of... Are be like the best zero to hero? (laughs) (laughs) This is just telling you... He stayed a piece of shit. Yeah, this is just telling you that if you beat the shit out of somebody who's already down in the dumps, that somebody's going to reward you with he's, something. This is the complete wrong message. He's actually powerful, though. Like, he's been able to hold his own against Thor. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the upsetting. Wrecking Crew. Yeah, the Wrecking Crew in general can usually go toe to toe with the best of them. They've all got all their weapons are like jacked up. Like, of course, like once uses a, a Wrecking Ball. Let's see, I'm trying to remember what they have. Pile driver is just has superhuman strength and durability and oversized hands. Thunderball's the one with the wrecking ball. He's he swaps. Thunderball can sometimes be good and sometimes be bad. Oh. And then I have one for you guys when you guys are ready. Oh, well, let's hear it. 
Okay, this, I, I think this is great. Hell Cow was once a prized dairy cow named Bessie. Minding her own business in the 17th century, Dracula drained her blood and turned her into an undead heifer. Is Hell Cow a marvel or myth? Marvel. This has to exist. It does. I've heard. Why does I have heard of Hell Cow. I don't know why it exists, but it does. Now, I will say my like my inspiration for this is um, there's another podcast called Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Oh, good lord. That's and, a lot of Marvel. And they break down Marvel characters, like whole characters. Like how, Junior, you guys do issues and like storylines or whatever. They'll do just the character. They, but every now and then they would have this thing called a, called a character or a hero shotgun or a character shotgun. And their host, John, would make up characters and then read like these bullshit characters. And then the co-host, Joseph, doesn't know anything about comic books at all. Like he knows less than you said. He doesn't. Freedom. He doesn't listen. Doesn't watch nothing, and he tries to guess. So that was my inspiration. But I, it, it's fun. I can talk about superheroes all day. Okay, then let's go into this. Okay, we're going into a different direction. We're going into DC. Who would win, Superman or Batman? Ugh. Batman. No. Oh my God. Batman has so many contingencies to take down. Not only Superman, but literally everyone in his life. That he loves and cherishes. He's already figured out how to destroy them. He has contingency plans for every member of the Justice League. He's got to press a button and then shit goes wrong for that person. I'm saying Batman. He's just a rich dude. Unless unless Superman's just sitting there reading the morning paper and he's, you know what? I'm tired of this asshole. And he just runs over to Batman (laughs) and just flies directly into him. Yeah. (laughs) Like like A-Train did at the beginning of The Boys. Oh. Then Superman <laughs> would win. Yeah, no, no, no. I so I fully believe Superman would win, and the reason why is because this guy is literally cannot be killed unless you know, Kryptonite. But really, does Batman just have a suit under his like his Batman suit under his like actual suit going to work every day and it's full of Kryptonite? I guarantee you. I would about guarantee Batman has some form of Kryptonite everywhere. Well, he does. He has a Kryptonite suit, didn't he, in the Batman Superman movie? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, well, he had like kryptonite, what, like knuckles and. Yeah, but let, let, if he didn't know Superman's weakness, he wouldn't win. Oh, no, he would win. I still say he would win because Superman has much more restraint. He, has, he will true. not cross these lines. Batman will do whatever it takes. He will that let is, himself die to make sure he that, beats you. Yeah, that is yeah. true. And kind of ruin your Superman debt with hospital bills. <laughs> ruin your. And then Wayne Industries will not pay them off. No, well, depending not. on who you are, he'll uh, buy the debt from the hospital just so he can keep collecting. <laughs> well, because Batman's a dickhead. That's why you got him. Yeah. That's making money on top of money. Yeah, Batman is globally recognized as being an asshole, but I don't think he would win. He's the only person who I, I truly believe he could take down every member of the Justice League. Yeah, I, I mean, he did. Well, he didn't do it. The Tower of Babel storyline. Where Rachel Ghoul steals Batman's plans to take down the Justice League. And they're all yeah. like, hey, how did he have intimate knowledge of all of us? And Batman's like, I don't know. This, <laughs> this, this is so crazy. Yeah, I don't know where he got all these contingency plans. It's like that meme from iCarly where J- Jerry's just holding like an ostrich. And they're like, what do you have? And he's like, a smooth. <laughs> just plans to kill my friends and family. Batman. I don't know. I think that you could. He, Batman has a soft spot for women, though. I will tell you that. You could easily, 
have a woman go in there and just destroy the shit out of him. He's also got a soft spot for his son. There's been plenty of times when Damien and Batman have fought, and Batman would have let Damien kill him, but then Damien usually realizes what he's doing is fucked up, or Batman gets saved by like Nightwing or something. Yeah, that's true. And then Nightwing teaches him a lesson. (laughs) So, my last question to wrap things up is, if you guys could, let's say, fan cast... Your own, like, as any superhero, Marvel or DC, but you could, you got to pick who played that character. Who would you pick and why? I've had something that's been brewing and I've seen it on the internet before. I've always wanted to see Willem Dafoe as the Joker. Oh, man, that would be fucking awesome. He pulls off crazy so well. He does. He has that god awful, unsettling smile. It just makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I think he'd kill it. He would. I agree. I've, I've got. A, I'm, I'm sorry. I've got to one up you. I think Bill Skarsgård is the Joker. Now, see, I could see Bill Skarsgård being the Joker to Robert Pattinson's Batman. That would. I don't if know. They were going to go that route. I could. So, see you, that. If you look but, at his, like you know, his it uh, Pennywise, like he does that creepy, creepy smile, and it's like really fucking creepy. Yeah. Have you seen though? Have you seen that video where somebody like superimposed Joker face makeup and stuff on Willem Dafoe while he was reading off something? That, I think it was from the movie uh, Boondock Saints. Yeah, yeah. When he's doing that insane rant. Yeah, and that in that interrogation room, that's very convincing. Yeah, that's great. You guys also hear where apparently, or supposedly, I'm gonna say supposedly, he's supposed to be coming back for Spider Man Three. Him and Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman. There's been so much news about this upcoming Spider-Man movie. So I don't even know how to handle all of it. Let me ask your opinion, because my only way that I'm seeing this working is, I assume they're going to do an interdimensional Sinister Six. Yeah, pretty much. With uh, Because I think the only character from the Amazing Spider-Man series is Jamie Foxx's Electro. Yeah, and then because you're going to have, you would have him... And then, of course, they said, which I'm thrilled about, Alfred Molina coming back as Dr. Octopus. He was phenomenal. Absolutely. As Dr. Octopus. And then, I'm assuming Michael Keaton's Vulture, mate, probably. I'm assuming, anyway. He exists. That's three. And then you would have Green Goblin and Sandman. That's five. So who would the sixth one be? Unless they would Uh, do Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion does exist in the Tom Holland universe. Yeah, and, know, he hasn't taken up the mantle, but Mac Gargan does exist. Yeah, I remember. I knew he existed, and then I knew, so I knew he was there. I just assumed it was going to be him, and then of course, Doctor Strange is supposed to be in it. It could be Mysterio. Oh yeah, that's true. It could be Mysterio. Unless Who plays Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch, Benevolent that's Cucumber. Right. Oh, that is so true. Got him. But. He's gonna. He's gonna. He's supposed to be in it. So I'm assuming my wife's not happy about this. By the way, she does not want to see a real life Spider Verse with Tom Holland, or with Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. But uh, I like Tobey Maguire more than Andrew Garfield. I. So the thing is, it makes sense because, like, okay, for Miles Morales into the Spider Verse. They had to basically create everything from scratch. Now, granted, you had you already had comics that existed, but like we hadn't seen those on the, the TV screen yet. They've already got three versions of Spider-Man 
with whole ass universes. So the, right. the, they've already got source material for a multiverse. It would, it would feel yeah. rude to fans of each one of those series to just ignore that and create an entirely new multiverse that doesn't include them at all. It feels like a, a huge satisfying dump of fan service, which I like because I loved Tobey Maguire's trilogy. I loved Sam Raimi, everything that he did with it, except for the third one. Venom shouldn't have Agreed. been in it. Agreed. We had this discussion on a, on a, another episode. I will back that a hundred percent. But anyways, anyway, my fan casting would have been, I would do in all honesty. I know as of right now, Oscar Isaacs is supposed to play Moon Knight, but I would love to see Keanu Reeves play Moon Knight ah. because he could pull off the. I'm pretty sure you have a thing for Keanu Reeves. Everybody does. That is true. He's such no, a wholesome person. No, I do he not. Is a wholesome I person. don't like Keanu Reeves. What? You don't? How can you not like Keanu Reeves? We've had this discussion. I don't like Keanu Reeves. I don't know why. There's just something about. Did you he hear what he did with all of his Matrix money? He is a wholesome person, but I don't know. There's just something about him I don't like. Uh, okay. It's not a douchebag. I'll play devil's advocate with you. He is kind of a same a similar actor for me as Will Smith in that if you see him in this care in this role, it's like Will Smith is this person. Like yeah. it's the same character in every role. Mm-hmm. So like his acting does feel kind of stale. I don't want to criticize Keanu Reeves because I love him, but I will do it for you. Like, like, I okay. did you guys like the new Bill and Ted movie? No. I have not got to see it. I didn't like the original. I didn't like the original. The originals are classics. Oh, my goodness. Listen, so I think Keanu Reeves did an amazing job in The Matrix. An amazing job in The Matrix. Except the fact that there is some stale parts. Like, he just kind of is just, like, stale. If you watched him in Constantine, it was stale. Constantine was good as shit, too. I thought it was was a highly underrated movie. movie. It was a great movie, except you had the staleness in it. Like, you had all these other amazing... And don't get me wrong, I think he can do parts really well. I, I just think that sometimes... But are you I, blaming the staleness of the movie on no, Keanu Reeves' acting or on the writing like, of the movie? Like, almost like he gets bored. Like, he does he does really great, and then like some scenes it's like he's bored. I can like, see that... I, th- I think in the case of Moon Knight, he could pull off the brutality of Moon Knight very well. Uh, and he could also pull off, because the thing about Moon Knight is he has two personas. He's uh, got it's, uh, three. Yeah, well, yeah, he's got three. He's got Mr. Knight, which is like his business one. Mm-hmm. Then he's got Arc Spectre, who's like his the regular one. And then he's got Moon Knight, who's kind of like the super violent. Mr. Knight's super fucking violent, too. But I feel like Keanu Reeves can do that. He could be calm. He could be crazy, and he could be in between. Because he's basically he is he's he's crazy. Yeah, he's got multiple personality disorders. Yeah, so that's where Keanu Reeves would struggle. Because you've got, I think it's uh, Jack Cranley, the cab cab driver, Stephen Grant, the millionaire, and then you've got Mark Spector, the mercenary. It would be yeah. very hard to differentiate on screen when Keanu Reeves is playing the millionaire or when he's playing the cab driver, it's just Keanu Reeves just standing there. Yeah. yeah, So it's like, I don't know who you're supposed to be. Exactly. And so there's one movie that I absolutely love and I think it was extremely underrated and you guys probably didn't even see it, Um, but it has Keanu Reeves in it and it has Sandra Bullock in it and it's called the lake house. I thought you were going to talk about speed. I was like, well, (laughs) everybody's seen speed. Have you seen point break? God, 
That has got some man candy in it between fucking (laughs) Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze or Kurt Russell. I can't remember which one's in it. Uh, Patrick Swayze. That's what I thought. But the lake house was really good because, you know, it's about two people that fall in love, but their timelines are like off. And it's it's a magical mailbox, right? Right. Yeah. The the timelines are off. (laughs) That's what I remember from it. Yeah, but it's really good. It's really, he actually did really awesome in that. It wasn't just Keanu Reeves standing there playing a role. It was, he actually was that person. It wasn't boring to me. Like, I know you, you hate me because, and I will get a ton of shit for that, and I'm okay with it. I am I was, okay with getting I'm shit. I'm convinced for that, like, that, see, I'm convinced that Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted is just an alternate timeline Johnny Silverhand. Like, that's how he turned out to be. <laughs> I kind of want this dystopian path to happen. Like you want this to be that. And Bill and Ted split up and he went on to become Johnny Silverhand. And that's the wild stallions. Samurai's the wild stallions. That is incredible. Someone needs to write this. I know, but I liked, I loved the original Bill and Ted. The new ones, the new one was funny. I wasn't really a fan of their daughters being in it because I don't really give a shit about that part of it or the fact that, I don't know. It's just not the same. they're They're ancient, but you know, it's fine. But they were still funny, and uh, I, it's kind of took it down yeah. a notch for me because in the original ones you were led by George Carlin, and now, well, with him being dead, they went on to that one girl, and that girl gets on my nerves. She's a girl from Last Man on Earth. I don't remember her name, but she was annoying. But uh, it still had its giggle moments. Yeah, no, it's not my humor. Wild style. And I have some fucked up, fucked up humor, like some of it, like. Some of the things I laughed at really fucked up, but that's just stupid to me. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm not going to end it on the fact that you said a Keanu Reeves movie was stupid. So we're going to talk about something else. <laughs> and I'll end the podcast. <laughs> we are ending it on that. <laughs> all sorry. right. All right. All right. I'll let it slide this time. But, anyways, everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Your Inner Nerd podcast. If you would like to be on the podcast, or suggest anything, we will link our Discord and emails below. We are on Twitter. That's how I met this wonderful man here. So follow us on Twitter. Follow Welcome to the Multiverse on Twitter. We'll Junior, we'll do you the easy part. We'll tag everything down below for you. Yes, thank you. Thank you all for listening. If you want to, if you got anything to tell us. Yeah, and thank, thank you, Junior, for coming. This was a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun. Yes, thank you guys for having me. This is the first time that I've dealt outside of my podcast world, and this has been really fun. Thank you. Oh, man, it's been a blast having you. Like, it's good to have somebody that, you know, understands what I'm talking about sometimes. Because Sid, Sid knows listen, most of this no, stuff, but listen, sometimes you, he's just like, what? No, you listen here. I understand you. I just am like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, that sounded much better. Good job, Skylar. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, some of these, like, the Mar- Marvel characters you picked, I'm like, what? <laughs> Only you, Junior, now. You guys would like this shit. Because they have the weirdest... I get it, though. Like, they have weird storylines, right? They have really weird... And that's what makes them in, um, entertaining and intriguing. I get it. When you've been out... When you've been doing stories for 80 years, just about everything exists at this point. <laughs> that, that's very true. There's you nothing they haven't touched. You, you run out of shit, so you gotta make up some really crazy shit. But... Anyways, thank you everybody for listening. This is Darian, your co-host with the most, signing off. This is Ed signing off. And there's Junior signing off. Oh, yeah. I'm signing (laughs) off. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. See ya.